Happy Monday, everybody. Good morning. It's Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture. It's 1147. I'm if you're on the East Coast, much like me, or if you're on the West Coast, where I usually am, but I am, in fact, on vacation, it is 10 on 8. 8 a.m. I still have to use my fingers when I count because that's, you know, how mathematically challenged I am. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, Monday mornings feel a little bit different when you're on vacation, at least for me, because it's more relaxed. You know, you're in your bathing suit. The sun's out. It's summer. Although even if you're on vacation and it's in the winter and you're somewhere tropical, which most people probably won't be because I know traveling is like very scarce these days. Um, it just feels different. It hits different. But you know what? For me, the work never stops because the stories never stop because pop culture never stops. And that is why I am the mistress of pop culture and I love doing what I do. I really, before I even get into anything, I just want to say how much I appreciate all my listening, my listeners, my listenership, my viewership, whatever you call it. I don't know the terminology, the vernacular, the jargon, if you will, um, because I'm just like not a word person. I am just a thought person. I'm the type of person that has like word vomit to quote Mean Girls. Because I just don't filter myself, um, which is usually um, a pretty good thing because it means you're very open and honest, but it's also a really bad thing because it means you're, well, blunt, uh, which is just great and dandy. Um, speaking of blunt, it's really nice also to wake up in a house um, that doesn't smell like marijuana. I live in a great place in LA. My building's fabulous. But you know what, LA, everybody, you know, dabbles in marijuana, not me, because I am just like a pristine, clean person. I like to keep myself very clean inside and outside. Um, but you know what? It just, there's always that scent, which is really nice. It's very comforting because it's like, oh, I'm home. But, um, you know, sometimes I can just like take a break from that because I like to smell cleaner. Yesterday, I went across the street from my parents' house where there's like a glorious beach. I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but like literally, I'm like living for being home because there's a beach right there. So I just sat there and breathed in the air because I'm used to breathing in um, AC and apartment air, which is fine because my apartment's really clean, but it's really nice to have fresh air because my lungs were like literally crying after three months of being quarantined, much like everybody else. Um, but you know what? Sometimes a girl just needs a break. But anyways, I hope everybody had a great weekend, and I hope you're all going into a good week. It's the last week of July, which means next week is my birthday week, Leo season. I'm going to be 31 years old, which is just crazy, because I can't even believe it I made it to 30. And 30 was just a crazy year between the pandemic, um, lots of work and professional changes, friends and whatnot. Um, it's like a lot happened. I can't even tell you what happened, because that's so much happened. Um, but it's just such a great thing to be going into another year. 31 is, I don't know if anybody else has been through 31, like, tell me about it, but... um. I'm just living for it. I remember 25 was a cool year, 18 was a cool year, and 19 was a cool year. So I'm just really interested to know how 31 goes. Um, it probably will be just dull because like we're still going through the great quarantine, the great coronavirus of 2020. Um, but you know what? That's okay because everybody's going through it, which makes it all the more easier. So without further ado, I don't have anything else um, personal to share, aside from the fact that after this, I'm going to go swimming for like a million hours um, and get all pruny, which I love. But it's also really like cleaning my skin out and my muscles are like feeling a lot better because I haven't really had real exercise in quite some time. Um, so it's just great for me. So let's just get into some stories. So I'm um, happy Monday. The first story of today is from E! News. Um, I don't know if you're a Netflix subscriber. I am. I'm a subscriber of all the, um, what do you call them, streaming services. I'm an equal opportunist. But the movie The Kissing Booth 2 came out this weekend. Now, I know that's one of those like culty movies. Maybe for a younger demographic, I have not watched the first one. But I really like the girl, Joey King. I think she's a fabulous actress and she's doing really well. But it's like in my peripheral because, you know, it just is. So the, I guess the big uh, like shoe-dropping news bomb, whatever you call it, of the day is Kissing Booth 3 is coming to Netflix in 2021. I mean, that's just like amazing because I love, I love a trilogy, Lord of the Rings. Um, I know what other trilogies exist except for Lord of the Rings. I was going to say Harry Potter, but Harry Potter is like a seven series thing. So I don't even know what they call that. Um, okay. Let's just read the article. Once again, this is from E! News. Love the kissing booth? Well, you're in luck. Just days after Netflix released a sequel to the hit rom-com, fans learned a third movie is already on the way. That's right. The stars, including Joey King, Joel Courtney, Maisie Richardson-Sellers, Taylor Zakar Perez, and Megan Young, um... The broke the big news during the film's virtual fan fest over the weekend. Of course, it's virtual because obviously nobody's getting together via, you know, what's happening. 
During the chat, Courtney told fans Cass already finished filming the film and that they actually shot the second and third films at the same time. Oh, so scandalous and secret. I love it. Um, it was the hardest secret to keep ever, King said. They also revealed that Vince Marcello returned to direct the third movie. However, he wasn't the only one to revisit the storyline. The co-stars confirmed King, Courtney Richardson Sellers, Zakar Perez, Young, Molly Ringwald, I didn't know she was it, Jacob Elordi, oh, such a babe, are all coming back too. I love, I love Jacob Elordi, especially I love him in, um, what do you call that show? Oh, Euphoria. And I mean, there's been like rumors and hush hush whispers about him and Zendaya dating. And quite honestly, allegedly, quite honestly, I would live for that because they're both beautiful, very talented human beings. And you know what? Two genetically perfect people with talent and like probably really good people because Zendaya just seems like she's one of those people's like really outstanding citizen, an outstanding citizen, should just like gravitate towards each other. And that's just like what I'm hoping for in my life. But obviously, it's not happening, which is why I'm like sitting all by myself. Anyways, that's never here nor there. This is not about me. This is about the kissing booth three. To continue, so what can fans expect from the third film? According to Deadline, the third movie takes place during the summer before King's character. L. Evans heads off to college. It's like High School Musical, basically. I'm assuming. I haven't seen it, but this is like what it sounds like. And it makes sense because it's like a younger, you know, uh, appeals to the younger masses. Um, uh, L. Evans heads off to college. She has a big decision to make, too. Per the publication, L. has been accepted into Harvard, where boyfriend Noah Flynn, a lordy, studies in Berkeley, where BFF Lynn, Lee Lynn, Courtney, is going. Well, fans just have to wait and see which choice she makes. A sneak peek shows Elle ignoring a call from Harvard's admissions office. Oh, they just do that to, like, be so dramatic and, like, hook you in. It's called a hook. Um, can't wait until then. Check out the video above. Fans can also watch Kissing Booth 2 on Netflix. Um, I live for Netflix, and I love Stranger Things more than anything, and I love The Crown. Um, but I'm just not gonna check this out, because quite honestly, I'm not, like, into rom-coms, well, like, that's totally a lie. I love Pride Wars with Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not gonna watch, I'm not gonna check this out, but I'm really glad it's doing well, and I'm really glad for these actors, because it's, for me, it's all about the actors getting work and doing well, especially this really uh, uncertain time when work is pretty scarce. It's great that they already shot this, and I'm very much looking forward to watching the success of these stars, which is just great. So, woohoo, congratulations to them and Netflix. Okay, second story of the day, we're gonna pivot, in the words of Ross Geller, to TMZ, um, talk about one of my favorite icons ever, and that is one and only... Britney Spears. Britney Spears, K-Fed, Kevin Federline, um, the father of her children, two sons, um, not worried about her with kids, despite hashtag free Britney claims. I don't know if you've, like, sort of been reading up on this, but there's this sort of free Britney thing going on where people think she's, like, sending hidden messages via her social media, which I think is really funny, but it, like, could be true. It, like, kind of worries me. But, like, she said it's not true, and, like, people around her said it's not true, but it's the people around her who address that, not her. So it's kind of like, <laughs> what? Okay, the story says, Britney Spears is still seeing her sons, Jaden and Sean, without any pushback from Kevin Federline amid the new wave of concern raised by hashtag Britney, free Britney folks. Sources close to the situation tell TMZ, if Kevin ever felt any concern about Britney's state of mind, he would try to take legal steps to end or at least reduce her visitation with the boys, but he doesn't think she poses a risk. I mean, literally, I don't think she poses a risk either. All she does is post really sweet dancing videos um, on Instagram and post videos about herself in her gym that burned out, which is, like, really sad, but it's really funny. But, like, she seems really fine to me, but that's just me. I always give people the benefit of the doubt, and I don't, like, look to, like, nitpick someone apart, given, like, someone's history, because obviously Britney has a history, but we all have a history, which is, like, why she's so relatable to us. Anyways, this is my opinion. Okay, our sources say Kevin is confident their boys are healthy and safe when they're at their mom's home, which is about 30% of the time, and he's not the least bit influenced by the persistent buzz from fans who claim Britney should be freed from her conservatorship. As we've reported, some Britney fans think she's being held against her will, but we've told there's no truth to this, so our sources say Kevin is not going to weigh in on Britney's state of mind because he's not an expert and sees no benefit to sharing his opinion. Bottom line, Britney's going to keep seeing her boys with no resistance or concern from their father. I like love that because Britney should just live her own damn life. She's worked so, so damn hard. She's made oodle of money, and she should just live her life and, like, spend it. Like, you know, if she wants to go to Target or she wants to go buy an Hermes Birkin, let the damn girl buy a Birkin because it's her money, and she's these people are, like, literally making money off of the back of this superstar, and she's so talented. And a friend of mine actually sent me a video 
of her singing when she was like a little gal back in the day and her pipes are just like out of control like she was an understudy of broadway i know earlier in her days and that just goes to show that she's like literally so talented well god save the queen the queen being britney okay third story of the day um very sad news as i reported of course the great great tv host uh beloved um regis Philman passed this weekend which is just really really sad news um and, you know, he was a staple in pop culture for me. And I know so many other people. I mean, I loved him from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And, of course, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And then, of course, Live with Regis and Kelly. Um, just, just seemed like a really good guy. Uh, so page six, this article is from page six. Um, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest pay tribute to Regis Philbin on Live. Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest pay tribute to the late... Regis Philbin on Monday's episode of Live with Kelly and Ryan, three days after the 88-year-old TV legend passed of natural causes. Quote, it's been a very difficult and emotional day for all of us at Live. Kelly, I know a tough weekend for you, especially because you worked with our dear friend, a friend that passed away over the weekend, Regis Philbin, Seacrest began, a legend on television, a best friend to so many of us who didn't even know him across the country. Ripa, 49, who co-hosted Live with Philbin for 11 years, said she was surrounded, I'm sorry, oh yes, said she was surrounded by her family on Saturday upon hearing the horrible news of Philbin's death. Quote, as people get older, you always know that certain things are inevitable and passing away is one of those things. But Regis is one of the people that we all believed, I think, would somehow figure out a way around the inevitable. Um, it was not in the cards, an emotional Ripa said. Philbin's family confirmed the death on Saturday. He was one month shy of his 89th birthday. Seacrest 45, who joined live in 2017, added how he looked up to Philbin, reflecting on when they worked together during a Disney parade years prior. Quote, I remember watching him as a child growing up, and I was so excited to see him on TV because I feel like I knew him, Seacrest said. I remember when I got the chance to work with you, Ripa, and Regis for the first time on that parade, I thought I'd made it. In addition to Ripa and Seacrest, longtime live producer Michael Gelman also spoke about Philman's legacy um, on Monday's show. Quote, I came to Regis as a kid, and he took a chance on me. Gelman 58 said he was responsible for my career, my family. He was there when I met my wife. On Saturday, Rip Button Seacrest posted a joint message via Instagram sharing the same photo as they post together with Philbin and Mickey Mouse. Quote, we are beyond sad to learn about the loss of Regis Philbin. The statement said he was the ultimate class act, bringing his laughter and joy into our homes every day on live for more than 23 years. We are beyond lucky to have him as a mentor in our careers and aspire every day to fill his shoes on the show. We send our deepest love and condolences to his family and hope they can find some comfort in knowing he left the world a better place. Um, and of course, Kathy Lee Gifford, his former co-host, spoke out. Yeah, really sad, and I can only imagine how hard this must be for Kelly, because, I mean, I knew Kelly Ripa had a successful career prior to joining Live, but, I mean, this obviously really elevated her and put her in the homes of um, all everyone in America, because um, I love Kelly and Regis, I'm uh, sorry, Live with Regis and Kelly, I loved it, and I love uh, I loved Kelly with Michael Strahan, and now I love Kelly with um, Ryan Seacrest, I think she just is one of those people that has really good energy and really good chemistry with people, which is just, you know, but I understand her, her mourning this, so I'm really, really sorry to her, to Ryan, to his family, to co-workers, friends. Um, it's very, very sad news. And as, as the article said, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's inevitable. And, you know, you know, the older you get, it's, you know, something you gotta have in your, on your mind, which really sucks. But um, it's the circle of life, to quote the Lion King. Okay, and this brings us to our final story of the day. Also from page six, Sandra Bullock. I saw this on Instagram with Jennifer Aniston. Instagram, I was like literally screaming because I love Jennifer Aniston and I love Sandy Bullock. Sandra Bullock celebrates 56th birthday, 56th birthday with Jennifer Aniston, Sarah Paulson, um, and other people too. I don't know why the article like said that, but okay. Sandra Bullock celebrated her 56th birthday in a fun but safe way. The Bird Box star hosted a socially distant party on Sunday with A-list friends. Um, and then, of course, the photo that's provided, excuse me, is Jennifer Aniston's, <clears throat> Jennifer Aniston's story via Instagram, which the caption says, celebrating our girl properly distanced with so much love. Happy birthday, Sandy. We love you. So much star power in that photo, by the way. 
including Jennifer Aniston, Sarah Paulson, Holland Taylor, and more. If you guys know who Holland Taylor is, she's with, uh, I believe she's partners or dating uh, Sarah Paulson. Um, but also she was the teacher in Legally Blonde who said laws, reason free from order. I like literally will never forget her. And then she was in the hair salon at the end of the movie and really gave Elle that second boost of confidence when she was going to Paulette and being like, I'm leaving. Um, but then the teacher, uh, Holland Taylor, was like, uh, bitch, no. I just love her. She's iconic and that will forever, for me, I know she probably has an incredible body of work, but for me, she's always going to be that role as a teacher. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. I don't remember what her character's name was though. Whatever. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Instagram story. Wish they all posed with their masks on their face. Celebrating our girl properly distanced with so much love. Heart emoji. emoji. Happy birthday, Sandy. We love you. Anderson wrote over the photo. Paulson45 reposted the photo on her own account. Bullock and the former friend star have been friends for years and even joked about both dating Tate Donovan. That's so funny. In an interview with Interview Magazine. Um, he seems to have a type, Anderson said with Bullock agreeing. He likes women who are talented, funny, and introspective and generous. Um, I would also say incredibly successful fabulous, gorgeous, well-off, and just glamorous all around this in the article. I love Tate Donovan. He, for me, he's always going to be Marissa Cooper's dad in the OC, even though I know he was also Rachel's boyfriend and um, friends. Uh, I don't know what else he's done, but for me, it's always Julie Cooper's ex-husband. Speaking of Julie Cooper, I was, I've been going through the OC very, very slowly because I tend to like binge shows so quickly, and then I get really sad when it's over, but I love it. Julie Cooper is literally my idol, and she was my idol in uh, early early days of high school when the show first came on. And she's still my idol now because she's timeless. And um, she was like the pre-Lily Humphrey. Although she was more manipulative than Lily. Lily Humphrey from Gossip Girl uh, was a bit kinder. But like Serena, Marissa Cooper, Julie Cooper's daughter, you know, went through it. Although Serena didn't pass away and Marissa did. And that was really, really sad because remember she dated the guy Volchek, um, the very handsome actor who was in Twilight. He was also an easy A. Love him. Cam Gigante, I think that's his name. Very good looking man. Um, but anyways, happy birthday, Sandra Bullock. I love you. You are forever going to be um, Miss uh, Gracie Lou Freebush from Miss Congeniality, which is like literally one of my favorite movies over, uh, over, ever. I also love the second one with um, Regina King, which is just fabulous. Regina King is just one of my favorite, and I'm just loving it. So I hope there's a third one. I know Sandra Bullock said recently, I don't know if it was recently or maybe a couple years ago that there probably isn't going to be a third one because the second one didn't do so well, but that's okay. We can all just brush the second one aside. And go to the third one and just have a really successful banger. Because, to me, that's what it's going to be. But I also loved Ocean's 8 with Sandra Bullock, um, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson, Mindy Kaling, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bottom Carter, Aquafina, Rihanna. Like, what an all-star cast that was. Um, and, of course, it took place at the Met Gala. And Kim K, our queen, literally made a cameo, which was just, like, the greatest thing ever. And the fact that Kim K is in a movie, and the fact that Kim K is on the radar of Sandra Bullock, just means everything more to me. Because that just shows that she's, like, a global icon as Sandra Bullock. Um, but anyways, you guys, those are my stories of the day, um, and I know this is, these episodes have been a little bit shorter, but I'm home, and I'm with my family, and literally, I just want to go swimming all day, because I can't swim in LA, even though I can, I can go to the beach, but I, you know, I still want to be really safe and whatnot, and my pool, my building is open, but I also don't want to go in that, too. You reserve a spot, but, like, you just don't want to be in the same water as the people you don't know, because you just don't know, and with my family, at least I know where everybody's been at all times, except for little kids, you know, but they're still really clean, because they're just gems, but, um... Yeah, I hope everybody has a great Monday, great start to the week. Um, thank you for listening to my podcast. You can, you can listen to me on Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, um, CastBox, and, you know, basically any of our podcasts are streaming. Um, and be safe, wear a mask, be kind, and uh, just enjoy your summer, honey, because let me tell you, summer's over in like a month and a half, and we're all going to go back to like winter, which I can't wait for. But anyways, all right, everybody, have a good one. Bye.